As a paranormal researcher, trust me when I say that I am constantly digging into the details of cursed and haunted artifacts. The Myrtle's plantation mirror, Thomas Busby's chair, and the Dybbuk box are just a few famous and well-documented examples that come to mind. However, there is one item that, despite countless hours of research, has always remained somewhat of an enigma. An artifact that, by all means, should have scores of documented cases and eyewitness accounts, but instead has been dismissed as nothing more than a 15th century piece of Italian folklore. A myth. Or at least that's what the skeptics say. And yet, the Bassano vase is known as one of the most haunted items in history, with a murderous reputation and a sinister story that precedes it. One that all begins with a murder at a wedding. I'm Courtney Hayes, and you're listening to Haunts. Stay tuned. Throughout history, gifting couples intricate vases on their wedding day has been a common tradition, one that is widely practiced around the world. In 12th century France, Duchess Eleanor of Equitaine gifted her husband-to-be, King Louis VII, a crystal rock vase to commemorate their wedding day. In North America, wedding vases were, and still are, a common staple in Native American cultures. And in the Italian tradition, newlywed couples break glass vases for good luck and longevity in their marriage. So it comes at no surprise that, in the 15th century, in a small town outside of Napoli, Italy, a now nameless bride received a vase on the eve of her wedding. At first glance, the vase seemed to be a very generous, albeit plain, gift. By now, the Renaissance was in full swing, and the arts were at the forefront of Italian society. Anatomically correct marble statues, fresco-style wall paintings, and Maiolica pieces were all in high fashion, and brides of the era could usually expect to receive wedding gifts that fit this mold. So you can imagine this young bride's dismay upon receiving this gift. The vase was stout and modest in its design. While it was made completely of silver and weighed a hefty four pounds, it did not include any of the artistic detailing that was fashionable at the time. The vase was simply unimpressive, and if I'm being honest, it carried a striking resemblance to that of an urn. And it may as well have been, because the bride never saw her wedding day. By the time that the sun rose that morning, she was dead still clutching the soon-to-be infamous Bassano vase in her hands. In some variations of the tale, the bride was discovered by her would-be groom, in just enough time for her to whisper her departing words. There, lying on the floor in her chambers, she vowed with her dying breath to seek revenge on her killer. As it seemed, a murderer was on the loose at the wedding, but little did they know the Bassano vase and its anonymous benefactor were to blame. Family heirlooms can be tricky. All too often, will readings and estate sales result in unnecessary familial tension with an underlying sense of grief. Presumably, our young bride's family could identify with these emotions in the days following what should have been a happy and momentous occasion. 
almost certainly, the family and the groom himself. What if felt cheated out of what was supposed to be the start to a loving and prosperous union? And on top of this grief, there was the matter of the bride's earthly possessions. Would her dowry still be paid to the groom in full? What of her wedding dress and the gifts? And perhaps most importantly, would anyone be interested or even willing to keep the vase? These are just a few of the many questions that were surely asked in the days leading up to the bride's funeral, and slowly but surely these arrangements were made. Soon, a close family member, perhaps a cousin, brother or sister, or maybe even the groom himself, was tasked with hanging onto the vase for safekeeping. It was a simple favor, one that any close relative would have gladly been able to handle, especially given that the vase was still an expensive and lavish piece of decor, even if it had been described as plain. And the only caveat would be having to stomach the vase's recent history, or so one could assume. But only a few days after taking possession of the Pisano vase, this relative too met an untimely end. Not yet knowing the malevolent role that the vase was playing in this story, the family began making funeral arrangements and dividing up this family member's estate. Before long, the Bassano vase changed hands and came into the possession of another close relative. The cycle continued, and within days, this family member was also dead. By now, the family was drawing a connection between the Bazano vase and this suspicious string of deaths. At this point in our story, none of the family members wanted to claim the vase, and for good reason. As it appeared, whoever initially gave it to the bride and groom had obviously cursed the vase, or at the very least, had it cast from cursed materials. Regardless of its origins, the family was stuck in a dangerous and dire situation. They couldn't keep the vase, as the curse would surely continue until the entire family had met their demise. But they also couldn't sell it or simply throw the vase away, out of fear that the curse would then be passed on to an unsuspecting and undeserving stranger. They were running out of time and options, so they did the only thing they could reasonably think to do. It was then that the family made contact with a local priest for help and a little bit of guidance. After hearing their case, the priest instructed the family to bury the vase on hollowed ground. This should, the priest theorized, prevent the curse from continuing to run rampant through the remaining members of the family. Likewise, it was very unlikely that any unsuspecting passerby would come across the vase and keep it for themselves. Feeling reassured and likely very relieved, the family did as instructed and buried the vase on hollowed ground. Many believe it was buried near the priest's parish, but other variations of the story say the vase was buried in a cemetery, perhaps even with the vase's most recent owner. Due to the enigmatic nature of this tale, no one is quite sure where the family laid the vase or its curse to rest. All we can say for sure is that it worked. The bride's family was freed from the vase's clutches, and it remained hidden from the world. 
That is, until the vase was once again unearthed. Over 500 years later, when it once again reaped havoc across the Italian countryside. In the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that the story of the Pisano vase was dismissed as nothing but a bit of folklore. And if I'm being honest, this presumption is one that I can almost get behind. After all, up until this point in the story, the information I have shared on the Bizzano vase has been vague and lacking in the area of eyewitness testimony and concrete evidence. And as long as we're being honest, I should mention that the remainder of the story will be more of the same. It is unfortunate. But the Bizzano vase is a fairly undocumented case, which is why I find it to be an equally fascinating and frustrating subject. Up until now, the tale was almost wholly recounted by word of mouth, so by definition, it is folklore. But in spite of that, I believe the existence of the Bizzano vase is at least remotely possible, because after 500 years of dormancy, the curse of the Bizzano vase resurfaces in the late 1980s, and its story continues in a more modern setting, a fact that, at least in my opinion, lends some legitimacy to its case. In 1988, yet another nameless individual living in the Campania region stumbled onto the Pisano vase. Again, the manner in which this individual discovered the lost vase is greatly debated. In some variations, he dug up the vase in his backyard, presumably while doing yard work, or maybe a bit of landscaping. But in most versions of the story, the vase simply reappears, almost as if the vase manifested itself out of sheer will or a bit of bad luck. However, one thing rings true in each telling of this story that I came across. You see, the Bassano vase was buried with a message from the bride's family, almost as if they were reaching out from beyond the grave to once again stop what was now a centuries-old curse. Upon discovering the vase, the man reached inside and found, written on a small piece of parchment, a note that read, Beware, this vase brings death. So what became of the individual who rediscovered this insidious artifact? Did they meet an untimely end like all of the previous owners? Well, fortunately for this individual, they were spared and even profited off of the Bizzano vase. According to several sources, they simply discarded the warning, likely blinded by the monetary value of the vase itself. In fact, they almost immediately took it to an auction house, where it was sold to a pharmacist for 4 million lira, which roughly translates into more than 2200 USD by today's standard. I think we can all agree, that's a hefty profit, especially considering the alternative option that this individual could have faced. Unfortunately, the story of the Pisano vase does not end here, and the pharmacist who purchased the vase would not be so lucky. After purchasing the vase, the pharmacist remained its owner for about three months, which would have been the longest that any one individual possessed the vase in a single sitting. But the cycle did continue, and before long, the pharmacist unexpectedly passed. 
Yet again, the family grieved, and the vase was sold to its next victim, a 37-year-old doctor who lived and worked in the area. But after several months, he too met the same premature end. It was then that the Pisano vase was acquired by an archaeologist who collected rare artifacts such as this. Now one could hope that if anyone was able to safely possess such a dangerous item, it would be this individual. But sadly, it is likely that the archaeologist was unaware of the vase's curse. Because after a few short months with the vase in his possession, the archaeologist contracted a mysterious infection, and before long, he too fell victim to the vase's power. After claiming three more souls during the late 1980s, the Pisano vase exchanged hands one final time before disappearing yet again. And the ending to this story is almost as peculiar as its beginning. After the archaeologist's passing, the vase was sold to an unknown buyer. Unsurprisingly, there is little known about the vase's final owner. The purchase price was never recorded, nor do we have their name or even an occupation. All we really know about this individual was that they fell victim to the vase's curse within a month of buying it. And this is where things get strange. Well, stranger than they already were. Apparently, the final owner's family members knew of the curse, or at the very least, suspected that the vase played a key role in their loved one's death. According to several sources, at this point in the story, the vase was gaining somewhat of a notorious reputation. That once again, those who came in contact with the vase were drawing a grim conclusion between the vase and its proprietors. If this were the case, it's hard not to imagine that this final owner knew of the curse at the time of purchase, and bought the vase anyway. Now this is not to say that they were to blame, but you have to admit, it's more than a little strange and a touch unsettling, especially considering what happens next. Like I said, this individual's family was beginning to suspect the vase's connection to this string of death, and they were rightfully scared to even be associated with it. So they, like the bride's grieving family from centuries past, were stuck in a morally compromised situation. They could either sell the vase and evade the curse, or they could keep it and suffer the dire consequences. To make matters worse, the Pisano vase was gaining notoriety in the area, and as a result, the vase was pretty much unsellable. Truthfully, the family was left with little options, so they opted to handle their situation with poise, and threw the curse out the window. Literally. So the story goes, the family was in such dire straits that they took the vase and threw it from the window of their high-rise apartment, seemingly without much regard to the pedestrians walking on the sidewalk below. Fortunately for everyone involved, no one was seriously injured, and the family was spared from further fatal incident. But they didn't get off scot-free, because the Bassano vase lived up to its reputation by landing in the hands of an unsuspecting police officer who was patrolling the neighborhood at the time. Needless to say, the officer wasn't exactly thrilled to be struck by four pounds of falling silver, 
So after retrieving the vase, he entered the apartment building with intentions of finding its owner. When the officer finally tracked them down, the family gladly took the fine with little to no argument, but they refused to take the vase back into their possession, leaving the officer to dispose of it himself. Almost immediately, the officer was decidedly sure that he wanted nothing to do with the vase. In fact, he even stated that he could feel the negativity radiating off of the artifact. At first, he tried to donate the vase to a museum to find that the curator knew of its history and would not accept the donation under any circumstances. To make matters worse, he went to several institutions after acquiring the vase but they all refused to include it in their exhibits due to its grim reputation. After several rejections, the officer made the decision to take matters into his own hands. And with that, the Pisano vase was hidden away, hopefully for the last time. Not unlike the start of this story, the Pisano vase's final resting place has been highly speculated. Some believe that it was placed into a sealed lead box in the hope that its metaphysical properties could contain the curse's powers. Others theorize that it was once again buried in sacred soil. Perhaps both are true. Or perhaps the Pisano vase never existed at all especially considering the lack of documentation for the claims made about the vase. Not to mention that the theories and lore surrounding this topic have faced much criticism. And while I find the story of the Pisano vase to be a compelling one, I would be remiss to not bring these critiques and theories to your attention. Namely, the Pisano vase is made purely of silver, a material that historically throughout folklore is used for protection against paranormal phenomena, like using silver bullets to kill a werewolf, for example. So how is it possible that a pure silver vase could be cursed? Well, as you may have guessed, this claim is a myth in its own right, one that can be traced back to the rural region of Gévaudan, France, in the 1760s. At the time, the villagers were being terrorized by what they were calling a man-eating beast, one that killed nearly 100 men, women, and children before it was finally slain by a silver bullet. Today, historians believe that the animal was more of a regular wolf than a larger-than-life beast, but the story did spark a fascination with silver bullets, and before long, silver was regarded as a protective element. But that doesn't mean it couldn't be cursed. And besides, the story of the Beast of Gévaudan took place about 300 years after the first reference of the Bizano vase. All things considered, this critique of the vase's legitimacy sort of misses the mark. But there are some theories, at least from my perspective, that carry a bit more substance. Metaphysically speaking, silver is known to absorb energy. And whether or not theories of metaphysical philosophy are true, I still stand firm that objects have the capacity to remember key events in its history, specifically negative ones. And that may well be true in this case. 
Let's rewind back to the beginning of our story. Now remember that the bride was found lying on the floor in her chambers, still clutching the vase and swearing to get her revenge as the light left her eyes. Almost instantly, the vase's unknown benefactor was accused of cursing the vase with intentions of killing the bride. But what if there is an alternative to the vase's origin story? There are some who claim that it was the bride who purchased the vase as a wedding gift to her husband. Only she was attacked by an unknown assailant before she could give it to him. Being there to bear witness to the horrific act, the negative energy could have imprinted itself onto the Bazano vase, creating the curse that we know today. Or perhaps the bride is simply haunting the Bazano vase herself. After all, her dying words were a vow to seek revenge for her death. So would it be so unreasonable to assume that she is now a vengeful spirit, hell-bent on leading others to the same fate? This episode of Haunts was written and produced by me, Courtney Hayes. If you've been enjoying the show so far, I would greatly appreciate it if you could give it a follow or leave a review. A lot of work goes into each episode, and supporting the show really helps us reach more listeners each week. Also, if you are interested in learning more about today's topic, I highly suggest checking out the show notes section on the Haunts website at hauntscast.com. This is where I link all of my sources and share any visual content that may be referenced during the show. Finally, if you would like to receive sneak peeks or updates about the show, make sure to sign up for our email list on the Haunts website or follow us on social media at HauntsCast. Thank you for listening, and until next time, happy haunting.